And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Dots Podcast. Before we begin tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Want to shout out Don Tolly and the team at Tolly and Associates there with American Family Insurance. Also want to shout out Nikki Grom and Barnes Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, David Jin Showborough, Robin Stacia Studer, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, the Hi Ho Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead Door, Scott Hudson with Reese and Nichols, Eyed Capital Realty, Chad and K. Lewis, and Bill Javik Electric for all coming on board. Thank you guys so much for your contributions and sponsorship of the podcast. Now we go on to tonight's show. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooves. Tonight it is Wednesday night, November the 30th, 2022. We got some high school basketball scores we're going to pass around. And after we pass along these high school basketball scores, we got one of two state championship games to previews. We got LeBlanc and North Andrew tomorrow night at Faroe Phipps of the University of Missouri. We will preview that game here in just a little bit. But let's run down some high school basketball scores. First of all, non-tournament scores on the boys' side. Plattsburgh running 1-0 tonight on the boys' side, defeating Kansas Central 6-6-1. Isaiah Howard starting out the season with 31 points, Luke Schroeder with 12 points, and Jackson Lewis with 11. On the girls' side, Kansas City Central defeats Plattsburgh 54-50. to Tournament scores now. Let's go into the Savannah Tournament girls' scores. How about Bitten over Chillicothe? 47-38 was the final score. And then Maryville was able to defeat Savannah in the late game tonight, 51-30. to So here's the championship scenarios for Friday. In the fifth-place game, very, 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 very um, convenient. We got a rematch. Maryville and Savannah is going to square up for fifth. And then for the championship, how convenient is this? On points, Benton and Chillicothe will rematch this Friday night for the Savannah Tournament Championship. How bizarre is that? So we got two rematches, one for the Consolation Championship, the other one for the Savannah Invitational Championship. Let's go on to Mound City Tournament now on the boys' side. Midbuck over Rockport, 41-32. LeBlanc over Mound City, 53-35. That sets up both of those teams to meet up for the Mound City Boys Championship. That game will take place on Saturday at 8 p.m. Girls side, LeBlanc, 68. Mound City, 27. How about Tatum Studer leading the squad with 18 points tonight? Kyla Connor not far behind with 17 points. And Emma Reigns chipped in 10 points. They will meet Mid Buchanan for the championship on Friday at 8 p.m., Dragons defeated Rockport 50-30 to there on the girls' side. Winnetonka tournament, a couple girls' scores we want to pass along. Lee Summit West defeats Central 52-44. to Indians will play for third place against Park Hill on Friday at 4 p.m. Lafayette defeats Ruskin 53-38. Lafayette will play Ray Peck for fifth place in one of those brackets there. That also takes place at Friday at 4 p.m. there at Winnetonka High School. PVI tournament tonight. Central Christian advances to the tournament championship, defeating the Cab 73 to 27. Chloe Burnham with 27 points. Maya Frudenthal with 14. And JC Jorgensen with 13. They will meet Nottaway Valley, who defeat North Nottaway 58 to 33. So the in the consolation bracket tonight, this game took place at LeBlond earlier today. Northeast Nottaway defeating the LeBlond JV tonight, 36 to 33 to take the consolation bracket. In the championship game on Friday at 7 p.m. at Northwest, St. Joe Christian will meet Nottaway Valley. 
Boyce scores Nottaway Valley defeats St. Joe Christian on the boys' side, 63 to 41. Stewartsville Osbert over to Cap, 48 to 34. Those two teams will meet for the uh, championship on the boys' side. St. Joe Christian will meet the Cab Friday at 5:30 at Northwest for the third place in the PVI boys bracket. Albany tournament, Albany tournament consolation action. On the girls' side, Stanbury over Albany, 32-26, and Worth County defeated Pattonsburg, 43-41. Boys' side, also consolation, South Harrison, 60, Stanbury, 40, and then Albany over King City, 47-31. And the Gallatin Invitational, Winston girls defeated Maysville, 38-23, and Gallatin over North Harrison, 56-33. Those are girls' consolation bracket scores. On the boys' side, Winston over Trenton, 49-35. And Gilman City over North Harrison, 46-27. That will do it for high school basketball scores. We're going to take a quick commercial break, give you guys a little bit of a chance to regroup. When we come back, we will preview tomorrow night's state championship game between Bishop LeBlond and North Andrew. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody back to this very special edition of the Post-it Notes. Uh, first of all, before we get into the state championship preview, want to give a shout out to a couple of our new sponsors we picked up over the last couple of days. How about Paige and Josh Perry? Thank you guys so much for coming on board. And also, thank you to Janelle Glidewell from Lightstar Financial for coming on board and joining the Cliff Notes Podcast Financial Contributors. Thank you guys so much for your support. Um, emotionally, financially, of the podcast. Thank you guys so much. But without further ado, let's go ahead and let's preview tomorrow night's state championship game. First of all, let's let's profile Bishop LeBlanc. The LeBlanc football program started back in 1970 as Christian Brothers closed down in 1970. So Christian Brothers was the, the boys' school and the LeBlanc was the girls' school Back in the 60s, so those two schools consolidated together to make one big high school. So, so the football program actually got started in 1970. So Don Tabor was a head coach there from 1970 to 1984, including playoff appearances in 1982 and 1984. Now LeBlanc would not see another playoff appearance until 1993. That was led by first-year head coach back then, David Stuckey, who led, that was actually Bishop LeBlanc's last district championship before this past year. Also, um, we had coaches such as the great Harry Elder, Matt Tabor, who's on the staff, uh, one year of Drew Shin, one year of the um, late great um, Steve Verton, and then Tony Duda came in from 2010 to 2018. Duda actually took LeBlanc to the um, district championship in 2013, ultimately would end up falling to a great Lawson team. I believe that Lawson team actually went to state that season. So Dudek um, resigned from the post in 18. And the first year of ABF football, Eric Fairchild came in for that one year. And then Chuck Davis has been the head coach of the past three years. Speaking of Chuck Davis, that's who the LeBlanc Golden Eagles are led by. Their third year, their third year head coach and 2008 LeBlanc graduate, Mr. Chuck Davis. Davis played college football at Avila for three seasons before suffering a career-ending head injury. Uh, Davis would end up coming on board as an assistant coach in 2016 under Coach Dudek and Coach Fairchild. 
before taking over the program in 2020. LeBron joined the eight-man football ranks in 2019 after 48 years in 11-man football. That season, the Golden Eagles went two and seven after starting the season in 2020. After starting the season 0-4, LeBron came back and won three straight to finish the season at three and four. But COVID-19 would take away their opportunity to compete in the 2020 postseason. Now, 2021, that was a breakout season for the Golden Eagles. Um, a couple guys like Landon Gardner, Jake Carell, um, Joe Weaver, and those guys. Really, that was their um, third year in the AMF football program. They went 8-1 and in the regular season, making their first appearance in the district championship game since 2013. But King City would ultimately end up putting an end to the Golden Eagles season. They would finish that, that season 10-2. and two. With the district title game appearance last season, Optimism was very high for LeBlanc this season. After starting week one with a win at Pattonsburg, North Andrew would come into Eagles Stadium and hand Bishop LeBlanc a 64-36 loss. The next week at Grant City, Worth County would dominate the Eagles for LeBlanc's second straight loss on the season, 64-12. LeBlanc would bounce back with a dominant win at St. Joe Christian. And then the next week, the number two ranked Archie Whirlwinds would come to LeBlanc. LeBlanc would hold their own for the first half, but the whirlwinds adjusted and were able to pull away for a 56-28 win. That would be the last time LeBlanc would lose, winning a shootout the next week at Kansas City East Christian. But then the Golden Eagles would follow that up the last three weeks with a dominant homecoming win against Nottoway Valley, and then road trips to Greenfield and Knox County would end up resulting in a 6-3 finish for Bishop LeBlanc football. Let's jump to district play now. That 6-3 record earned Bishop LeBlanc the two-seed in the districts. They would earn a first-round bye and would play St. Joe Christian in the district quarterfinals and would win 40 to nothing. Next up, that would set up a rematch of last year's district championship game versus King City. And ultimately, the Golden Eagles would end up getting revenge on the Wildcats, defeating them 42-14 to and sending them to a district championship game at number one-seeded Oric. In the district championship, the Golden Eagles would trail 30-28 to at the half, but would outscore the Bearcats the rest of the way 20-10 to to win their first district championship since 1993, 50-28. They would make the trip last Saturday and make history by defeating Sweet Springs 44-22 to advance to their first state championship in school history. 8-man football, 11-man football, and all. LeBlanc in their first ever state championship game. We have lots of pregame interviews heading into the game. Let's kick that off by talking with our weekly conversation with Golden Eagle head coach, Chuck Davis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to our Missouri eight-man football state championship preview show as Bishop LeBlanc makes the trip to Columbia this Thursday night at 7 p.m. in a rematch with the North Andrew Cardinals. We are here with Golden Eagle head coach Chuck Davis. Coach, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back another week. Another week. So, um, Coach, I know that we talked a couple of days ago, um, you know, just, um, you know, what's been the, um, what's been, you know, your, um, what's been the last couple of days been like for you and what's the last couple of days been like for the team? It's been exciting. You know, it's a, it's a mix of preparation for what we know is to come and, and uh, trying to live down the hype from winning in a semifinal game. Um, obviously, focus is now on North Andrew, an opponent that we've seen before that got the best of us in week two and they're a, a big physical football team with 
one of the most dangerous running backs in the game right now. So lots to prepare for. Yeah, let's talk about that game a little bit. You know, 44 to 22, you guys beat Sweet Springs on Saturday. Um, you know, made a lot of history. You know, um, you know, there's not a lot of banners up there for um, in the um, Eagle in Grace Gymnasium for football. So, um, how, how big is it for you as a LeBlanc lum lum to be a part of all this? It's huge. Uh, I'm honored to be a part of it. Really, I am thankful for the opportunity to get to coach here. Um, you know, it's like I told the kids though at halftime against Sweet Springs is I've played zero snaps all season. So hats off to the kids for working their tails off all year, doing what they're told to do, um, you know, staying in good graces in the classroom, on the field, off the field. It's just been uh, a pleasure to be a part of the journey. Talk about this senior class. Obviously, this is a senior class that has helped change the culture of this program. The year before these kids got here, this team was on a losing streak before these guys got here. So I'm um, just talking about, you know, and um, obviously, you know, Landon and Jake are the two big ones. I don't want to forget too many names, but this is a senior class that's helped change the culture. Talk about uh, what this class means to you. They absolutely have. Uh, honestly, I don't think we'd be anywhere near where we are today without this particular group. They came in, a lot of them had to play as freshmen and sophomores. Obviously, Landon's four-year starting quarterback, which is hard to do at any level. Um, it's just they've grown the program along with them. So I, you know, would be remiss if I didn't mention the knocks that they took their first few years and and st- stayed with it. They really stayed with the program. They saw the vision of what could be. And with that success has come growth in numbers. And that's the best a, co- a head coach at a small school can ask for is, you know, with a, a really successful winning soccer team and cross country that dilutes the pool of boys to choose from. It's it's cool to see success and, and to try to build a program here. What do you think are the biggest differences? What do you think's the bigger or some of the biggest differences with your, with your football team from from week two to now? I think first and foremost, I've I feel like I've grown in my decision making in uh, the structure of how we do things a little bit. I'm far from perfect and I think week two I was even farther from where I am now so a lot of mistakes are are on me as a coach but I think we've learned how to play more physical I think the Worth counties the North Andrews and the Archies of our schedule have showed us that we can compete and you can always push yourself just a little bit further than you think you can we have guys that have learned how to play uncomfortable they've learned how to play when they're sore when they're tired and I think that we've and clicking offensively at the right time and our defense is playing a lot more physical so um, we're better than we were week two but that's kind of the nature of the game and that's why you play and we're excited for this challenge my last question to you what would it mean for you and the kids to raise that championship plaque above your head on Thursday night I can't say enough about how honored I am to be a part of this with the kids uh being with the basketball team that went to the Final Four as an assistant coach last year, it was an incredible experience just to be there, to be a part of it, to play in a collegiate facility. Um, The experience is going to be great. Now, one team has to win, one team has to lose. If we find a way to win this game and it ends in our favor, then it will just be the culmination of all of our hard work and fulfillment of our potential. But there's a team... 35 minutes north of us that is 
preparing for and hoping for the same outcome. So, you know, it's going to be 48 minutes of all-out great physical football, and they're well-coached. I like to think we're fairly well-coached. I got good assistants with me that, that uh, pull my dead weight. So um, just regardless of where the scoreboard ends, I just hope we leave it all on the field. Coach, thank you so much all year long. Uh, we're, we're to this point. Uh, we talked in August maybe that this might be a possibility, but now we're here. And, um, Coach, thank you so much for everything this year, and um, we'll see you Thursday night at Faroe Field. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Always a huge thank you to Bishop LeBlanc head coach Chuck Davis. Now, we did mention earlier that, you know, seniors Landon Gardner and Jake Correll, they were two of the guys that were a part of that 2019 team that went 2-7. and seven. So they both joined me on the podcast this week to reflect back from freshman year to senior year and so much more. Here's here's my conversation with Landon Gardner and Jake Corral. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast continuing on with our state championship preview as Bishop LeBlon faces North Andrew this Thursday night at Faroe Field on the campus of the University of Missouri. We are here with seniors Landon Gardner and Jake Corral. Your gentlemen, um, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's glad to be back. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. You know, how, you know what's been the um, what's been the mood? You know, the last couple of days. You know, really getting to um, make make history. You know, getting to some getting this football program to the state championship for the first time ever. What's been what's been your guys's mood? What's been a mood around the team? I mean, it's just been real exciting and joyful all, all around. Getting stuff prepared for North Andrews this Thursday. Yeah, it's awesome for us to. Uh be here in this situation and play an important game well you guys played pretty you guys played pretty dang well on on saturday i mean you know uh road win against sweet springs 44 to 22 just um reflect back on that game for me i mean we were very well prepared for that game and it was definitely something we've been looking forward to in the semifinals but we didn't know who's going to come out of that district so we prepared for everyone and we just came out and got them yeah just like landon said we prepared well we had an extra day to prepare uh, we even practiced on Thanksgiving. I don't know if a lot of teams do that, but and also we came out really, really very physical, and we uh, throttled throttled them in the beginning. Well, I mean, you know, you, if you guys are practicing on Thanksgiving, it means we're deep into the playoffs, huh? So, um, you know, obviously, you know, you guys have played a lot of football for so long now. I mean, you know, just talk about you know your guys' friendship on and off the football field. Jake's my boy. We've definitely made football a craft between us, along with many other sports, but growing together really helped us accomplish things together. Yeah, growing up together, playing basketball, flag football, I don't know, probably baseball, but, uh, you know, just hanging out with each other all the time just really builds a connection. What do you guys have really thought what you, has been the difference between um, the first meeting with North Andrew and going in now? I mean, it was just really early in the season, and we had really no idea what we were really going up against. And we've seen a lot of physical teams from then to now, and each game makes us better, each practice makes us better, and we're very well prepared for North Andrew. Since our first time playing North Andrew, I feel like we've gotten a lot more physical, a lot more prepared from what we have, and then uh, just, you know, going out and just playing for each other. I know we've talked about the journey that you guys have been on from freshman to senior year, you know, and uh, we, don't, we don't need to talk about that again. But um, I want to ask you both a question. What would it mean on Thursday night to lift a state championship over your head? 
it would definitely be a great relief and accomplishment that all our hard work has paid off these past four years and just going through everything we went through to accomplish something like that would be amazing. Yeah, ever since over the summer, you know, putting in all that hard work. And also for all those other teams, you know, we're the first team to ever make it to the state championship at our school for all those other teams who couldn't make it. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your guys' um, contributions to the podcast all year long. Um, I'm definitely proud of both of you guys, definitely um, making it this far. And um, we'll see you guys Thursday in Columbia. Yes, sir. See you then. I tell you what, if you're a fan of Landon Garter, I tell you what, this podcast, it's your lucky night because you're going to get double Landon Garter as we have a leaving your legacy that we're actually going to give to you guys. Not only are we giving you high school basketball scores, we're giving you a state championship preview. We're giving you a leaving your legacy on this episode as Landon and current LeBlanc assistant coach, former LeBlanc head coach, and his grandfather, Tony Dudek, joined me for this edition of Leaving Your Legacy. A lot of people might remember Coach Dudek, his time for years on the sideline there at Central. I'm leaving from the Indians to, to go on the sideline there at LeBlanc from 2010 to 2018 as a co head coach. We talked to Dudek about his coaching history, and we talked to both Landon and Coach about being on the sidelines together and learning from grandson and grandfather on this new edition of Leaving Your Legacy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, still previewing the eight-man state championship game this Thursday night between Bishop LeBlanc and North Andrew. We have a special Leaving Your Legacy episode that we're going to tie into this episode. Please welcome with me once again. We've already heard him on the podcast one time already, starting quarterback Landon Gardner. Glad to be back, Cliff. And then um, one of my mentors in the um, in the game here as far as all this, um, former Central coach, former LeBlanc head coach, and current LeBlanc assistant coach, Tony Dudek. Thank you, Cliff. Good to see you, man. Well, I just want to real quick just um, get your um, get your you know um, get just each of your guys's um, you know landing. I'll start with you. You know, um, what made you as a little kid start picking up a football, and tossing it around? Well, right next to me here wouldn't let me get in the car until I caught so many passes, and then we go get lunch or something. <laughs> that that that's it, huh? Basically. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, Coach, um, I'm going to get your background here a little bit. Obviously, you know, a, lot, a lot of people know you about your time at Central. Um, you, know, I, you know, you were a great coach there when I was there. Um, coach, just um, talk about, you know, your, your time at Central and LeBlanc and um, just talk about your coaching history. Well, I, I want to say my whole life journey has been a blessing. I've, I've been able to use the sport of football to be a part of young men's lives and, and really a lot of young ladies and, and all kinds of athletes over the years because when you run the summer strength and conditioning program you have the opportunity to feed into a lot of people and so that 33 years at central was phenomenal i worked for four different head coaches my first nine years and then i went into the principal's office mr bill tarpley just loved him so much but i said look We'll never build a program with a revolving door. And so I said, I promise you I'll stay here. So I know I wasn't the best coach available, uh, but I was uh, blessed enough to receive that opportunity. With that being said, I was surrounded by phenomenal assistant coaches, and I had probably 50 over there for a particular point, you know, over, over the years. They were phenomenal men. Uh, they were outstanding. And then at the uh, – I've coached uh, – 
just so many young guys that have just gone on to be great human beings and productive members of society. And for me, it's always a blessing when I run into one of them out in public and I get a big hug and I give them a big hug. We talk about their life at that moment in time. And then the same thing, came over to LeBlond and, and had the uh, opportunity to try to create a culture that was based on hard work and, and respect and, and dedication and commitment. And uh, the kids bought into that. And uh, we got to the point where we were pretty competitive in the MEC conference. And then as I got toward the end of the couple of years, I, you know, I just felt uh, a little frustrated in, from the standpoint that I, I, I couldn't generate that hunger that every athlete has to have if they want to be successful. So I retired for a year, Landon's freshman year, and tried being a spectator. I was a terrible spectator. I had a headache by halftime uh, in each game, so I decided to go down and walk around the sideline. And, and then thankfully one day when Coach Davis took over, he gave me a call. I said, Coach, would you come out and check out how we're doing? And so I went for that walk, and I ended up staying. And I've loved being a part of this staff, and I've loved being a part of the journey of all these young men. Can you talk about, you know, just being a part of Landon's journey? You know, Landon um, came into LeBlanc in 2019. We've talked about it over and over again. You know, took some took some lumps along the way, you know, his freshman year. But this is a – him and the rest of these seniors have really helped build the culture that, that we're currently in right now. Can you just talk about, you know, how how much it means to you to be able to watch the growth of this young man right here? Well, first of all, I, I'm the most blessed guy in the world. Uh, I have one grandson and six granddaughters, and all of them own a piece of my heart. Uh, but this little fellow, from the time he was little, we've, we've done a lot of things together, fishing and playing football and baseball and rest. I used to coach him in wrestling when he was six years old, and that was a blast. And, and uh, you know, the great thing for Landon is he was our ball boy once he was old enough to stay back on the sideline and, you know, not potentially get injured. And so he's grew up around it. And, you know, he was always playing coach catch with somebody. He was always kicking the ball, putting the ball. But he was around the football environment. He got to see some outstanding players over the years. And just like any uh, player will tell you, you know, you come in your freshman year, he was fortunate to be a starter, but you're, you're a different kid when you're 14 as opposed to when you're 18 because that's the beginning of your journey. It's a physical game. He got beat up a lot. But what I'm very proud of as well is his commitment to the weight room over the years. And, and you learn a lot about yourself. And there's times that I, I know for a fact that he was lifting by himself. And that's, that's not always the best thing to do. But he understood very early the value of doing that. And so, uh, you know, once you, you get physical and strong enough to take the beatings, you understand that's part of the game. And, and that's what I'm most proud of is uh, his competitive spirit. He's an outstanding student. He's a very respectful young man. He treats people right. And, and that's what I love. And so this journey uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I've been coaching. This is my 45th year. And so you talk about the word perseverance. Uh, I've loved every year of every journey. I've loved every kid, every, every, every assistant coach that I've had. Uh, but it's really kind of special when I sit on the cake to be able to share uh, in this uh, journey with him this year and watching him compete. And uh, I could not be prouder. I've, uh, when I met this young man, I met him in person for the first time last season. Um, not this season, but the season beforehand, I met this young man in person. That's one thing that really struck me about Landon was his hard work and competitiveness. I mean, this guy is ready to go. I mean, this dude will, this will, will do whatever it takes 
to win, and that's the one thing I have noticed about Landon. And Landon, I'll ask you the same question I asked um, Coach Dudek here. You know, how much of a blessing for you, for you has it been you know, to have your grandfather on the sidelines? Not only the fact he's your grandfather, but you know, so much knowledge that he's been able to accumulate over the years, and just um, just his experience, just having him on the sideline. It's definitely meant a lot having that connection with a coach. Having him being my grandpa right off the bat and not having to really work for that connection like we've done with Coach Davis for the past few years is kind of instant because of our past together. And just him getting to work with me and call me and tell me what I need to be working on, different stuff, really helped different aspects of my game. Has he been your biggest critic? Somewhat. Him and my mom. She's <laughs> always on me. <laughs> I, and I've got to know your parents over the years. I know your parents. I know your parents stay on you. So, I mean, you know, just to talk about, you know, for you, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're in the midst of, um, of a historic season for Bishop LeBlanc football. You know, you won your first district title since 1990. This program's first district title since 1993. You know, first state championship appearance. You know, how special is it for you not only to be able to experience this, this moment with, the, with your teammates, but more importantly, your, grand, your grandfather is there on the sideline. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's both of our first uh, championship appearance for the state and just getting there and getting to that point in our season has meant everything. Coach, I'll ask you the same thing. You know, obviously, you know, um, all the you've had a bunch of great teams in Central. I remember those great teams, you know, with Justin Thornton and um, Philip Harrison and those guys, Cody O'Connell, Brandon Snooze Pratt. I mean, I remember, you know, some of the teams before that, you know, when you're talking about players like John DeLeon, Dwayne Blakely, um, you know, Aaron Crittenden, Andre Crittenden, you know, all those guys, um, your, your son, Chuck. I mean, you know, how, how big is this for you getting to the state championship game, your first appearance? Well, just like I said, uh, you know, I'm excited. But I also, I, I think over a 45-year journey, you gain perspective and you gain some wisdom. And uh, I was uh, texting a little bit with Coach Matt Webb the other day. Uh, uh, I always wait till the end of the season when guys have a chance to calm down and just let them know that I've been cheering from them from afar and how much I appreciate them. And it's the same thing uh, with this journey here. I have loved every year, whether we were make to the state quarterfinals like my 95 team or whether we're in a district championship like uh, 2012, 2000. 13 teams out here at LeBlanc, whatever it happened to be. Every one of those young men are special, and and I love them, excuse me. But uh, just like this guy, uh, you know, it's uh, during during the heat of the battle, the heat of the moment, I mean, he'll tell you the same thing. Uh, you, don't, you don't even think about that relationship of, of grandpa and grandson. You know, it, it, it's coach and athlete because our main objective is to, to give a great showing, the very best showing of ourselves that we can be. And, you know, that's one of the life lessons. Whenever you do that, whatever the outcome, uh, you can live with it. And so these guys, I know Landon understands this. You know, for me, this old guy, that scoreboard at the end of the, at the, end of the field, uh, it serves a purpose, but it's about the 20th most important thing to me. Uh, what I want every guy to do is I want him to play with every ounce of his soul, from the soles of his feet to the top of his head with heart. I understand you get dinged. you got to get up and continue to battle. I understand that sometimes that other guy's better than you. Some people don't understand that. But the thing is, if you go out with a warrior spirit and you compete with every ounce of energy you have and you give everything you've got, hey, you're disappointed in losing. 
but at the same time, you can look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm proud of myself. I gave the best I could. And I'm going to step back to Oric here two weeks ago. That was a knockdown drag out on a very warm night of 18 degrees. And there were kids on both teams that played their hearts out. And what I told, you know, the, the big guns on their team afterwards, I said there were two championship teams out on that field. Uh, our team was fortunate enough to have a few more points. So I respect every player, uh, every official, because like I'll tell people, I'm, I'm not saying everybody agrees with everybody, but the bottom line is I know what it takes to, to put a quality product on the field, and I know how much effort it takes to coach, to be a player, and how much effort it takes to be an official. And I, I trust that everybody does their best every time they're out there. And when you do that, you know what? You can handle the outcome of anything. And it may not always be in your favor, but you know what? You resolve to give your best in everything that you do. My last question to both of you guys, this is called leaving your legacy. And legacy has been something that's really been on my mind, you know, over the last um, year, you know, how many of these interviews that I've done, you know, I mean, you know, Landon, um, it could very be, be possible that, you know, you could be very well continuing your play, your uh, football career when this is all set and done this week. So, um, but, you know, no matter when it ends, um, just talk about legacy, you know, what it means to you and uh, what, what, what do you want people to remember when you're, what do you want people to remember most about Landon Gardner? Part of the hard work and dedication over the past four years and playing through injuries and stings and everything, just having some heart to go out there and accomplish something that we have done this year. And so all the hard work paying off and all the warm, cold, doesn't matter what kind of practice it is, just getting out there even when you're uncomfortable and just competing. Coach, I'll shift this question to you about legacy. You know, obviously, you know, um, you know your coaching career isn't over yet. I mean, you know, what do you want people to remember most about Coach Dudek? I, I, number one thing is I hope that, uh, first of all, every player knows how much I loved and cared about him. Uh, there's some confusion in our society today that think, you know, if you just give everybody everything they want, then they're going to be happy, and that's not true. Uh, what is true is that you go through the commitment and all the hours and the grind and, and you hope at the end that there you do see some success from your efforts. But my legacy, again, that I want to leave is that every kid that I coached, I, I, number one, I want them to think back, man, that guy was tough on me, but he did it for my own good. Number two, that man had my best interest at heart in everything he did. Number three, I want them to always believe that that guy never took a shortcut in anything. Uh, I, I dedicated, if I chose to become a coach, and I chose just like being assistant coach here, I gave everything I had as a coach as well. And number four, I, I just hope they all, like I said, they feel loved and appreciated. And, and most importantly, they take a few lessons that I might've shared with them along this journey that will help them down the road in their life. And that's what I love about the sport football, the sport of football, because it's not for everybody. It's not for the meek and mild. And uh, you, you gotta have thick skin. And if you, if you do those things, you can always live with the end results. So just knowing that I loved them, cared about them, and I gave my best to help them become the best version of themselves that they could be. Well, Coach, I'll tell you um, personally, you know, I've never played a down of football for you, but we've known each other for, all, for over 20 years now. Um, you've helped inspired me. You've helped me through this path that I'm on. You've helped me closer to God. No, I appreciate everything you've ever done for me, you know, and the, the care and the love that you've shown for me, even though I've never played it out of football for you, the love and 
just compassion you've shown for me over the years. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, Cliff. And I do love you and I appreciate what you do because I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. My heart smiles every time I see you because I know you're out there doing something positive in somebody else's life. And so I hope they appreciate you as much as I appreciate you. Absolutely. Coach, they, they absolutely do. Landon, coach, thank you guys so much for your time. I know Landon's already given me plenty of his time this week as we get closer to um, Columbia's November, December 1st, North Andrew gets LeBlanc at Faro Field on the campus of University of Missouri. Guys, thank you guys so much and uh, good luck on Thursday. Until Thursday. Thank you so much, Cliff. Huge thank you to Landon Gardner and Tony Dudick for joining me on that special edition of Leaving Your Legacy. I told you guys, if you're huge Landon Gardner fans, we had double for you. Um, that means a shout-out there to his mom, Tony. Also his dad, Tyson, and his sister, Lillian. Lillian was the one who did the interview with me in the news press back in June. Definitely uh, all three of those guys are huge supporters of the podcast. Definitely a pleasure having um, Landon and Coach Dudik on the podcast. That will conclude our LeBlanc preview. Let's preview the North Andrew Cardinals, who are making their 13th appearance in the state championship game. The Cardinals come into this game 13-0 and and are led by key seniors such as Jacob Chittam, Hayden Necker, Aiden Miller, Colin Patterson, Dawson Eichner, Gutter Lawrence, among others. The Cardinals have been tested throughout this regular season. In the regular season, in the playoffs, the Cardinals have played seven teams in the top ten and four in the top five. Those teams include King City, LeBlanc, Albany, East Atchison, Worth County twice, and last weekend, Archie. All, all those teams were ranked either in the top ten or in the top five at the time North Andrew played them. The Cardinals are led by their head coach, Dwayne Williams, who's in his fifth year at the helm. Williams spent 20 years on and off as an assistant at Savannah and North Platte. Coach Williams and I had the opportunity to visit this week. We talked about last week's game versus Archie, and we'll look ahead to tomorrow night's state championship game versus Bishop LeBlanc. And ladies and gentlemen, we are still continuing on with our eight-man state championship game preview here on the Clip Notes podcast. As the North Andrew Cardinals take on the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles, we are here back with Cardinals head coach, Dwayne Williams. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. I'm doing great. Getting to, getting our week going here and, and getting excited about playing a game on Thursday. Absolutely. I'm excited to be there. As a matter of fact, Coach, um, I got to be in attendance in the house on um, Friday night as you guys um, entertained Archie at home this past week. 60-22 to 22 was the final score over the whirlwinds. Um, Coach, just uh, give me your thoughts on the game. Well, we, uh, you know, I really was, uh, you know, excited about the opportunity to play, you know, a new team. And, and that, for us, you know, we kind of have the same schedule every year and, and playing to get to play a team from the south. And, you know, they're really explosive on offense. And we were able to, to do some things defensively to kind of keep them in check a little bit. That I was really happy with my guys as far as knowing their assignments and doing what they're supposed to. And then, you know, they frustrated us a little bit early in our run game uh, just because they're so athletic up front. Uh, we were able to make a couple adjustments along the way, and 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 then our running game kind of broke out, and um, you know we got a few got a few nice long runs out of Hayden Ecker, and you know just just overall, I really felt like my guys played really well against a really good football team, and came out of it healthy, which is key for us, and and uh, you know makes us puts us in a good position for this week. 
can you talk a little bit more about Hayden? I know that you know he had five touchdowns the other night. He's had a um, he's had a tremendous season all around. Can you just talk about you know how special this kid is? Well, I mean, he, everybody sees what he does on the football field, and it is special to watch. He's 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 the best player in eight man, honestly, in my opinion. And he's a you know a fantastic running back, a fantastic defensive back, and, you know, great on special teams when we need him to be, and uh, you know, and and and. And, and he's also just a fantastic kid off the off the field, and he's humble, he's quiet, he he doesn't like attention, he just wants to play, he loves to play, and and for him, you know, to to have a night like that, and he's had several of those nights this year, you know, he's the first one to to thank his offensive line and and those kinds of things. He's just a really humble uh, kid who loves to compete. He's got a competitive edge that most people don't really realize that he has because he is so quiet and he's not really a vocal leader. Um, but that kid hates to lose, and he, he, he shows it in his play. You know, a lot of guys are emotional with that and screaming and yelling and that kind of stuff. He's not any of those things. He just he, he, he just plays harder when he feels like there's a chance he might lose or we might lose, and it's, he's just a fantastic young man. Coach, talk about how special this is for the senior class. I know that, um, you know, last season this team uh, went through some injuries last year, um, finished 6-5, and five, but um, – this thing's healthy right now, and this is a very, very strong senior class led by guys like Hayden and um, Jacob Chittam and um, Aiden Miller, um, Dawson Eichner, you know, a lot of other guys on this team. Just talk about what this run means for the senior class. Well, for most of these guys, they, they were sophomores in 2020 when we when we lost the t- state title game to Southwest. And uh, and, and by being sophomores, they, they, a lot of these guys started and played on that team. It wasn't like, you know, we had several seniors on that team, but – uh, we didn't have hardly any juniors, so we were seniors and sophomores uh, playing that year. And and every one of these guys that's that's a senior now was was either a starter or a, a or a role player in a, in a formation group or or something special teams. And so you know they kind of remember what happened in 20, and then we followed it up with a rough season last year that that was injury riddled. But you know as I've told the guys uh, during the season in 21 and then after the season that a lot of those injuries and things were self-inflicted because. They kind of coasted through the summer. I think they, you know, they were they were juniors, and I think felt like all you had to do was show up, and we'd be in good shape. And it didn't happen that way. And when you don't do the work, then that's when injuries catch up to you. And so we fixed that, and and came back this year, and and had a great you know summer program and great attendance, and it shows on the field. It's it's the reason we've been able to improve our record is is those guys' commitment and you know in the off season. Well, Coach, I know you talked about just a few minutes ago with Archie being a new team play, uh, new team on your guys' schedule. Uh, the state championship's coming up this Thursday. It's not a new team on the schedule. Um, Bishop Mablon, um is on tap here for a rematch. It's a rematch of um, week two that you guys played down there at LeBlanc. Um, Coach, just talk about um, what you've seen from them, if you've noticed any kind of differences from week two to now, and um, – what can we expect on Thursday on a great Thursday night at Mizzou? Well, they're 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 nothing like they were in week two, um, you know, and, I, and most teams aren't because because you do come together, you grow, you find out some things you need to, to to do different or players that need to be in different positions. That's part of the process of a season. But 
the things that stand out on film, you know, that we see is, is defensively, they've done a fantastic job since, really since right before the playoffs started of shutting down the other team's run games. They, you know, King City's a heavy run team, they beat them. Oryx's a heavy run team, they beat them. Sweet Springs a heavy run team, they beat them. And so, you know, that, that's got us on alert and making sure that we know all of our assignments and, and things like that. And then on the offensive side, you know, they're just crisper. That's what happens throughout a season, you know. Gardner's great and Correll's great and and they're just crisper in, in, in their pass game. And, and, you know, they just they just do a fantastic job of those two guys, uh, you know, uh, connecting. And then when they get off script, that's the thing I've talked to my guys a lot about this week is, you know, I think we can defend their scripted plays pretty well. Uh, we have in the past. But it's when he gets to scrambling and the next thing, you know, Correll breaks off his route and he just headed towards the end zone and they connect, you know. Those are the, those are the ways that they could hurt us, and we just got to make sure we do a good job of defending not just the scripted plays, but the, you know the the unscripted plays that they they're able to create. Well, Coach, um, I want to thank you so much for all of your appearances on the podcast all season long. Thank you so much for everything this season. Congratulations on making it to Columbia. I'm looking forward to the game on Thursday night, and we'll see you down there. I appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you. All righty, huge pleasure to have um, North Andrew head coach Dwayne Williams back on the podcast. Appreciate that, coach. Um, now, we're actually going to leave you guys here in just a few minutes with a conversation with myself and Missouri 8-Man Football's Devin Albertson. Now, tomorrow night's Post-it Notes, we are going to have a complete breakdown of tomorrow night's um, state championship game between North Andrew and LeBlanc. We'll have post-game and everything like that, and we're also going to run all the Thursday night high school basketball scores. We'll run those down as well. Um, those who are making the trip to Columbia, I know the teams are already there. Those fans are going to make the trip to Columbia. Uh, definitely, um, you have to purchase your tickets online through Misha if you want to be in the house at Faro Field for the state championship game. Also, for those who aren't able to make it in attendance on Misha.tv, it is $15 to watch the game now. That $15 not only gets you LeBlanc versus North Andrew, that gets you the classes one through six state championships as well. So let's say, you know, you watch the state championship game tomorrow night. Let's say, hey, you know, um, hey, I want to watch East Buck on Saturday. You, with that $15, you can do that. That $15 gets you all seven of the Missouri State High School Activities Association Show me bulls for football. That will get you all seven games for $15 there on Misha.tv. Also, um, Tommy Rezach will have the call on stjosephpost.com if you want to listen to that on the radio. I believe pregame starts at 6.30. Game will start at 7. So if you want to listen to Tommy on that broadcast there. But now, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday night. And we are going to leave you with my weekly conversation with Missouri 8-Man Football's Devin Albertson. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our 8-Man Football State Championship Preview Show. I couldn't have an 8-Man State Championship Preview Show without this guy on the podcast. Please welcome with me Missouri 8-Man Football's Devin Albertson. Devin, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, Cliff? I'm doing good, doing good. You know, big game, big game this week. I'm excited, you know, um, about 14, 15 weeks we've been kind of at this, and now it culminates Thursday night in Columbia. Yeah. Before we 
before we talk about the uh, the championship game, let's talk about the two semifinal games. We'll go to um, first real quick. Um, you and I were both in attendance for both of these. Um, how about North Andrew and Archie on Friday night? Um, it was a good ball game in the good ball game at first, but then North Andrew was just able to control the majority of the ball game, winning sixty to twenty two was the final score there. Um, Devin, just uh, give me your thoughts on um, North Andrew against Archie. Archie just had no answer for the size of North Andrew. Plus, Hayden Ecker played a great game there for running back for the Cardinals. So that was really the big difference there. Archie just didn't hadn't seen that size all year and didn't really know how to combat it kind of deal. And they did a couple different things defensively to try to switch things up, and just nothing really worked against North Andrew's front there. So, I mean, just a very impressive performance there by the Cardinals. Um as you saw there on Friday, Briar McIntyre is a heck of a player for Archie. Just too much to overcome there. Um, Archie was down probably their best lineman. He's been out last month of the year uh, due to a sickness kind of deal on there, like a pneumonia kind of deal. He has his head middle bounce back. Um, and then they lost their starting running back on the first – after the first defensive series, next kickoff, he sprained his ankle real bad. So they were without two starters, and they needed their best game anyways to go in there and beat North Andrew and being down two starters – couple things didn't go right early on and things can spiral out of control so it's a great win for north andrew uh they've proved that they're the favorite going to the state championship game for a reason i mean they're a very good football team and we can't express you know anything that we did our all state uh, teams a couple weeks ago and we left kaiser shunk off the all state team at lineman but it's like it's hard to put all three um north andrew linemen in the top nine in the state but they might have the top three linemen <laughs> in the state kind of deal. It's a very good unit there for North Andrew. They do their jobs. They do it well. Um, so credit the Cardinals for a great win there. And uh, they get to go to Columbia. The first time they've been on the road for about a month or so. So they'll go to Columbia. But they're the heavy favorites going to this Thursday. Yeah. And um, I've always given credit to the North Andrew offensive and defensive lines. Um, I've had several people uh, talk to several people. I said, man, this might seriously be like one of the best um, offensive and defensive lines I've ever seen because of just – how good they are in the trenches and just how good they just dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, definitely shout out to those guys there. I mean, they probably do deserve all three of them to be all state if it really comes down to it. But um, yeah. We'll talk- and and honestly, as you said there, Clifton, it's probably the best line play I've seen in eight man since 2017, that Worth County team that had four or five kids, I think three or four of them went to play college ball somewhere. I mean, <laughs> so that's probably the best line that's been an eight man since that 2017 team for Worth County. No, it's a very, very good offensive and defensive line. Well, um, let's talk about, um, let's talk about this other game real quick. Um, you and I were both in attendance for this one as well, taking the trip to um, Sweet Springs. I know it was a little bit of a closer trip for you than it was for me, but uh, you know, I had still had a good time down there. Um, Bishop LeBlanc, 44, Sweet Springs, 22. LeBlanc for the first time ever in the state championship game for a eight-man or 11-man football, as a matter of fact. So, uh, Devin, just give me your thoughts on the game in Sweet Springs. Yeah, LeBlanc kind of controlled this game from start to finish. At one point, they were up 30-8. to eight. They, did score, they almost scored there before halftime. Uh, that would really put the game out of um, reach there for Sweet Springs. Just... There's two explosive offensively. They did whatever they wanted to on offense kind of deal. Jake Carell had another great game. Uh, so did Landon Gardner. Stags ran the ball pretty well for him as well. So LeBlanc, they did what they're supposed to do. They went to Sweet Springs, got a big win there. They've been on the road here last couple of weeks with wins against Oric and uh, Sweet Springs. So I'm really excited to see what LeBlanc can do this next week. They've I think they've matured a little bit since that first matchup with North Andrew. Uh, they still got to find a way to deal with that size, which is not going to be easy. 
they did a nice job last couple of weeks with guys like Jackson Miller and Blake Schrader and limiting them as much as possible. So we'll see what they can do versus Hayden Necker, who's a different monster altogether kind of deal there for North Andrews. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. But there's a team that can maybe exploit some of the weaknesses North Andrews has. It would be Gardner and Carell there with that passing attack because that's how they scored the first time against them a couple of times because those two guys just being dudes making plays. So we'll see if they can do that again. It is going to be hard to withstand North Andrews for four quarters. I know you've already given up. I've already know you've probably given your uh, couple of your keys to the game here on Thursday. So let's set the stage now. Thursday night, 7 p.m. for Rowe Field on the campus of the University of Missouri. Two eight-man pro eight-man teams left standing. North Andrew, Bishop of Blonde. Um, you know, probably giving you've already given a couple of your keys already. Just um give a couple of more keys to um if each team's gonna walk out of Columbia with a victory. So last time these two teams played, Landon Gardner threw for 272 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick, and LeBlanc lost by four touchdowns. I mean, it's it's such a tough ask to make him play better than he did that first time versus uh, North Andrew when he played so well. Uh, the problem was, hey, Necker that first time, 22 carries, 273 yards, and five touchdowns. As a team, they ran for almost 500 yards and almost eight and a half yards a clip. Uh, they're nine rushing touchdowns, so... That's the thing. Can LeBlond limit the North Andrew rushing attack to, instead of being amazing, just being good? Can they do that sustain there? I just don't know if they can over four quarters. I think North Andrew wins this game. Um, I'm just ready to see, see these kids play for one last time. That's my, my biggest thing on the state championship game this year is just I'm proud of LeBlond. They had the path ahead and they had their the mission put out there for them, and they did what they're supposed to do. They beat a good King City team. They beat good teams in Oric and Sweet Springs to get here. Um, and North Andrew, they've been through their gauntlet as well, going through East Atchison and going through uh, Worth County and then Archie. So they've had a really tough gauntlet here. And uh, just another ranked team, I think, by the end of the year in our media poll, will be ranked at the end of the season. So, I mean, North Andrew is really good. I just, uh, I mean, they're going to be, they're 13-0 right now. They're just a machine right now. They're playing their best football. And it's going to take a really, really great effort from Gardner and company from LeBlanc to pull off the, the upset on Thursday. Well, Devin, thank you so much for you and Anthony, just everything you've done for me all season long, you know, all the appearances on the podcast, looking for you guys, looking forward to seeing you guys one more time for all good sakes in Columbia as we get set for the state championship game on Thursday. Again, thank you for everything this year, Devin, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in Columbia. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I'm not sure how early this podcast is going to be out here, but also reminded all the kids, all the seniors, uh, to get the All-Star Game applications in as soon as possible. That deadline is coming up here. I believe it's on the 1st. But if you get those deadline, those applications in, that you can play in the All-Star Game, get those in as well. We want to remind the kids for that as well. So, yeah, thanks, Clifton, and we'll see you Thursday at, the, at Columbia.